It's time for The Drive's Top 5 at 5. Quitting time on your Thursday, 5 o'clock here on Fan Run Radio. Russell Bear and Marcus Young back with you for another 60 minutes of solid sports radio for the masses. Send things back to the White Claw Heart Shelter Studios. Marcus has the top five at five. Marcus. Thank you, Russell. At number one, Tennessee's football coach, Josh Heupel, is not the only one who received an extension and raises, as the rest of the football staff did as well. Obviously, Joe, uh, we obviously have the offensive staff all receiving one-year extensions except for Glenn Ellerby, who got a two-year extension. On the defensive side, Tim Banks uh, received an extension through uh, 2024. Willie Martinez is the only one who received a raise, but not an extension. Really? Yeah. So everyone got a raise. Everyone got some sort of extension except for William Martinez. He just got a raise. What does that mean? That, that is a very fair question. I mean, we have obviously have had questions about the secondary. Sure. Um, perhaps this is a, hey, we're still going to give you a raise. We don't want to leave you have you felt left out. But we need to see improvement before we can give you an extension. Well, I mean – that doesn't make any sense to me. Like, why why give him a raise but no extension? If if your if your point is your work has been unsatisfactory, we need to say see it improve. Why not just leave his contract alone? I, I uh, fair question. I mean, I would not have been disappointed if they had given him an extension. I know a lot of people would have been, um, but I I don't know, man. That's that is utterly bizarre to me. What what does it mean? Yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> Is he a looking lot of at questions. retiring? Maybe, and uh, I, I don't know. That's that's really strange to me that that you give everybody. And it, I mean, there it's not like the, you know. I mean, uh, um, Tim Banks. It, it's his defense. He got the extension, right? Yeah, Tim Banks. Uh, and will he's be... the safeties coach. The safeties have been more disappointing than the corners. Yeah, I, I mean, was... how well? I mean, could you imagine Russell? You're going into work. Let's say I'm coming in here a fan run. And it's public knowledge, and like I'm the only person that doesn't get a raise. You know, there's going to be some hard feelings. Well, everybody got the raise. You didn't get the extension. I guess it's a minor. Like, yeah, you would still, and everybody knows it, right? I mean, th- these are this, it's public, so everybody knows that you're going in there, and it's like, oh, there's Willie. He didn't get his extension this year. Huh? That's uh, okay. Turn out, what, turn into a just, scene from the office. Yeah, not major news, but interesting news. Just kind of file that one away in the back of your mind as we move into 2023. At number two, some hirings in the NFL. Uh, Eric Bieniemy has been hired as the offensive coordinator for the Washington Commanders. Obviously, some might see that as a lateral move, but in fact, he will receive a lot more responsibility and control of the offense that he did not have in Kansas city. Uh, also said that he is not focused on head coaching jobs. He is focused on the job at hand with Washington. And also on the defensive side, you have the Broncos hiring former head coach Vance Joseph as their defensive coordinator. He was the head coach going six and 10 during the 2017, 2018 season and was let go by then general manager, John Elway, but he returns to Denver as their coordinator under Sean Payton. Yeah, it's interesting. We talked about that an hour ago. Uh, the Bienemy news is interesting too. Um, I, I, you know, 
the the knock on him is he's Andy Reid's right hand man, and that's Andy Reid's offense, and you've got Mahomes and all this stuff. So it'll be interesting to see how he does now that he steps out of that umbrella and he's the offensive coordinator for a defensive-minded head coach in Ron Rivera. You would assume that that is his baby now, but obviously they have to find a quarterback. That might not be a bad place for Hendon Hooker to land. Just, just saying. But I heard, uh, I saw a mock draft where they had. I've seen a couple. One of them had Anthony Richardson going there, and another one had Will Levis. Did you see the mock draft that had AR going number one, going number one overall to the Colts? Please let that happen. (laughs) Now that same draft had Bryce Young going to the Texans, which worries you a little bit. But uh, I mean. That guy, Anthony Richardson, I mean, granted, he looked like a million bucks when we saw him here in Neyland, but other than that, he did not look good this year for Florida. Huh. And and just one other thought on that, and we'll move along here. If he does go number one overall, and if he does become a good quarterback, what does that say about Sunbelt Billy, that you had a number one overall pick on your roster and your offense stunk this year? I think we all know what that means. Yeah, rhetorical. Just leaving that out there for you. At number three, uh, Netflix will have a quarterback series that's going to be featuring Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and former Titans current uh, Falcon, Marcus Mariota. All three quarterbacks wore a microphone for every game in the 2022 season, and all of that will be turned into a Netflix documentary that will hit this summer. That sounds pretty cool, man. I, I, I'm actually intrigued to see that. I, I love that kind of stuff, the mic'd up stuff. And um, they have a golf one out that looks phenomenal where they had all the golfers mic'd up and did, you know, behind the scenes, reality TV style stuff with them last season while all the live stuff is going on. And mm-hmm. um, it looks really good. Now, <laughs> this always happens, Bear. It's I, uh, I canceled Netflix, I think, a couple months ago. Yeah, I, I hit that point where it's just I had too much stuff. I didn't even know what I had subscriptions yeah. to. And so I was just like at the time I wasn't watching much Netflix. So I was just like, yeah, I, I went through with a buzzsaw and just like cut a bunch of stuff. But slowly it's like, well, I want this one. I'll get that one back. I want that one. I'll get that one back. And like I've been thinking for a couple of weeks now. It's like, yeah, I kind of want Netflix again. So I'm sure I'm sure they'll get me back here in the next I can't figure out how to cancel so, any, so I've got everything. <laughs> You've got everything. Nice. Uh, quick fun fact before I move along. Uh, this is actually a Omaha Productions uh, as well. So Peyton Manning is actually an executive producer for this quarterback oh. series. At number four, uh, NBA news, as the Hawks are looking to try and hire Quinn Snyder as their new head coach swiftly after Nate McMillan fired. Hey, Quinn Snyder has not been confirmed, but that has apparently been reported as their uh, coach that they want to hire as soon as possible. The former Utah Jazz head coach. You remember when Quinn was like the the hot the hot name back in the day, Russ? Yeah, the former um, Missouri Missouri head coach. He went on a Missouri boat ride. Yeah, back in the day. But he was and- like the dude when before I think it was before he got that job. He was like he was. I can't remember which mid mid major he was at, but 
I was thinking about him the other day, wondering what had happened to him. Well, he might. Well, he was. Um, he was the guy that recruited Corey Maggette and Elton Brand to Duke in the late nineties. When uh, and if if you read that book, Soul Influence by Dan Wetzel, back in the day, kind of detailed the the shadiness of of those recruitments, and uh, I think he ended up getting Mizzou put on probation too when he, when he left there. So. Uh, he was not he was not long for the college game, but he's been around the NBA for a while, I believe. Yeah, he actually made the postseason in his last six seasons as the Utah Jazz head coach. So we'll see how it works out. If if he is officially hired, uh, how it works out in Atlanta. And finally, at number five, uh, a runaway black hole the size what? of twenty million suns has been found speeding through what? space. The size of twenty million suns. That is what is said what you, here. Like, what is my brain supposed to do with that, Marcus? How can I even conceive it? That's just like... It's a, a galaxy dark. killer, Russ. It's a galaxy killer. Astronomers have spotted a runaway supermassive black hole seemingly ejected from its home galaxy and racing through space with a chain of stars trailing from its wake. Wow. Does this excite you? Does it make you nervous? I don't know. I mean, like, what happens if you if you were on a spaceship and you went into a black hole? Like, what happens? No one, no one, no one knows. You Maybe can't you even turn your microphone on. Now. I'm going to listen to you <laughs> tell me about a black hole. Shorting out over here, like there's a black hole getting ready to descend upon the studio. Though the researchers discovered the runaway black hole as a bright streak of light while using their Hubble Space Telescope to observe the dwarf galaxy RCP28, located about 7.5 billion light years from Earth. So it sounds like we have some time. But uh, unless it starts growing and getting bigger or something, I I don't know. Their observations showed that the streak measures more than 200,000 light years long, roughly twice the width of the Milky Way. And it's thought to be made of compressed gas that is actively uh, forming stars. So, I mean, this thing's just traveling all, all over the uh, universe, just making stars. I know the James Webb Telescope spotted six galaxies from a portion of space that nobody ever thought anything was there. Going all yeah, the way back to I'm right s- after the Big Bang, Russell. I'm still not impressed by the uh, the images, those telescopes. Like here, here's the thing about uh, my brain and the way I receive this information is like what Marcus said about 20 million suns. Like just the thought of that is so much more impressive than the pictures that we see <laughs> from those telescopes. Was it how I said it too? Is it like my voice that made it? No, Marcus. No, actually, you, it could have been said a lot better. I don't want to insult you. I guess I kind of am. Yeah. Should I try again? No. No. Okay. It's No. 20 million suns. Maybe if you had Morgan Freeman say it, it would be more impactful. But it was, it was it's 20 million it's impactful. suns. It's impactful enough as it is. Yeah. That's bizarre. You know what uh, I saw a movie um last week uh Ad Astra. Bear, you were telling me about it. Yes. That movie's incredible, that. isn't it? It was it was okay. It was good. I, I, I'm not going to say incredible. Um, what did you think? Spoiler alert! If you if you haven't seen this movie, it's like three years old. So if you um, want to see it, turn your radio down. Um, 
the guy, Tommy Lee Jones, he just like cuts his cord and like yeah. drifts off into Neptune. Yeah. That'd be a, that'd be a hell of a way to go. Yeah. Yeah, it would. What but do you do? I, like, I, mean, I don't know. I thought to, it was to suffocate or you take your helmet off. Uh, you'd probably want to take your helmet off before you got squashed flat once you hit the atmosphere. Neptune's that pretty would violent. Happen? It's just a ball of gas, right? I don't. I'm, I'm not. I can't remember which one it is. Like, like I've seen illustrations. You know, like or not illustrations. Like, uh, what do they call it when they like a short video where they show what would happen if you fell into the atmosphere of certain planets? Ah, they don't know. They got a pretty good idea. They can tell you, but you know, they've sent probes and stuff. Have you ever seen that video where the Soviets landed a, a lander on Venus that lasted like maybe like 40 minutes before it overheated? Oh, that would be cool. It was freaky looking. But yeah, Ad Astra is a great movie. What did you think about that part where they, they, they stopped about halfway there and to the help monkey the monkey ship? Yeah, the monkey ship. Yeah, that was, that was freaky. Freaky deaky. Imagine you're out past what? They were out like near Saturn or something. You end up on a spaceship with a couple of crazed baboons. Going space crazy? Would you like to go to the moon if it were all like commercialized like that and, you know, relatively safe? Uh, I mean, probably not. I'd be more likely probably to go, you know, like the old days. You know, the right stuff. True blue hero kinds of stuff, Russ. Rather than just buy a ticket, take the ride. Forget that, man. I want to go if there's a chance I could die. When I was a little kid, I want to be a steely-eyed missile man, like Neil Armstrong. Would you be disappointed if they built like a theme park on the moon? That's, that's just in, that's just silly, Marcus. Moon World. Yeah, like, yeah, and you have to go up there, ride some roller coasters, maybe that's Dolly Parton. I mean, Would you, you know, live on the moon? What if we did the drive? You know, live from the moon. Yeah. I mean, I think that would be cool. It'd be the remote of all remotes. I, I you think I G and J. You, you, you know, think you, Jeff you hear as, any astronaut who's seen Earth, right, from the moon, yeah. always says you get like it really puts things in perspective, and like you can't even put it into words. The feeling you get, I would imagine, that seeing Earth from the moon would really make. Rick Barnes's Tennessee basketball program seemed very insignificant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's a good one. I think I'd be up there. You know, you know what? Uh, it's okay if he loses. It's just a game. <laughs> yeah. Now there's a book. It was written by um, Michael Collins. He was on the Apollo 11 flight, but he was the first person where uh, Armstrong and Aldrin went on down to the lunar surface, obviously, and successfully landed. But he, he in the book he talks about when he went around the dark side of the moon and he was completely cut off and he said it it kind of messed with his head when he was it, you know just contemplating okay. that he was further away uh from everybody he's completely by himself that's yeah that that would be a trippy it, thought as Trey Wallace would say Norm McDonald, the late great comedian, has a great bit about uh, Michael Collins. Go listen to it. I couldn't possibly do it justice. Really? Yeah. I'll have to look it up tonight. Hysterical. 865-546-8200, your number to get on the drive here this afternoon. A couple of betting lines are out on FanDuel for the Vols next season, guys. 
betting lines for Florida and Georgia. What do you, what do you think the line is for Tennessee, Florida in the swamp? Marcus, you go because I already, already know. I read the article. Oh, um, I'm going to say Tennessee is going to be favored, say, by a touchdown. Very good. Look at the big brain on handicapper Marcus. Six and a half points. Vols are favored in the swamp. Anybody want any of that action? I might take that. I have faith, Russell. I'll take the Vols minus six and a half. Sunbelt Billy, man. Like, Graham Mertz is not going to roast Hypel, is he? Do we even know who their quarterback's going to be? Mm-mm. It's going to be Mertz or that uh, scrub who started their bowl game was terrible. His name Wilson? Miller. Miller. Jake Miller. Jake the Snake Miller. What do you think uh, the line is for Tennessee, Georgia, and Neyland in November, Marcus? Ooh, I'm going to say Georgia's going to have the edge based on them being champions. I don't know who their quarterback's going to be just yet. I'm going to say they're favored by maybe around 12, 12 and a half. Well, not giving much Hypo much credit at all, are you? Well, okay. it's not that I'm giving Hypo less credit. It's just that Georgia's it's a, Georgia. It's Yeah, like they're the dogs. They've got two championships. So We're playing in Neyland. Marcus? Yeah. Were we favored to beat Alabama yeah. when we played in, in Knoxville? Seven and a half. Seven and a half. Twelve. Well, the thing about them, we are by far their toughest regular season game. Agreed. They're going to be either 11 and 1 if they we somehow pull it off and upset them or 12 and 0 going to Atlanta again. They are, oh man, I lost it. Hold on. They are, I want to say, 20 and a half point favorites against Florida. Oh, I could totally believe that. They'll dismantle that Florida team. We should, but we've got that whole thing institutionally about going to Gainesville. Florida State and LSU are playing again this year. I didn't know that. They're playing in Tallahassee, I guess. FSU's a one-point favorite. Kind of like to see them win that one again. Don't want to get Beauregard any momentum. Why are they playing that one in Tallahassee, but they played this year's in Baton Rouge? I, don't, I mean, or in the Superdome. Kind of a home home field advantage down there for LSU, wasn't it? Not the same as Death Valley. If I'm LSU, I'm not. I'm not picking the Superdome as my home. If I'm doing a home and home, with maybe Florida they State. played in Orlando or something. I don't know where the game is played. It doesn't say here. Oh, okay. Uh, Alabama's a nine-and-a-half-point favorite over Texas. I'm playing that one again. Can I... Yeah, that one's in Titletown, though, right? Because they, they played in t- Texas this past year. just call it Titletown? Yeah, that's what they call it down there. Well, it's not what we have to call it. Turdtown, is that better? Yes, please. Thank All you. Right. Is there a line on the Alabama-Tennessee game? No, not yet. Not on this thing. Not on FanDuel. I'll tell you what, Nick oh, yes, Saban better is. find I'm sorry. Yes, there is. What yes, is there it? is, Marcus. Can I take a guess? I yeah. haven't seen it, genuinely. I'm just curious. Uh, I know we're going to Turd Town. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Marcus Young saying Turd Town. Uh, yeah, it really makes in, me come apart. Yeah, It's in Turd Town. So I'm going to take a guess. I, I actually think, despite it being Alabama at home, 
I think Tennessee might be favored by three. No, I don't know no. either. I'm gonna I'm gonna no. say Alabama uh, seven and a half, seven. You you already said you saw the article. No, I didn't see the Alabama one. Yes, it's, it's a seven point line, seven point dogs no. at Bama. They're uh, Flor- George is a twenty and a half point favorite against Florida, in uh, Jacksonville. Bama's a nine and a half point favorite at home against LSU. That seems uh, high. Talking some college football, man. It's kind of fun. Isn't it? Pretty cool. Never too soon. Pretty cool, Dubs. Dubby. Michigan's a one-point favorite at home against Ohio State. How mad would those people be at Ryan Day if he loses to Michigan three times in a row? He might get He'll fired. be gone, yeah. Wacky milk drinking, pleated pants wearing nut job of a coach. Do you like to play them with 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 Harbaugh up there? Yeah, I, I think Hypo would roast him. Do you? Is that wishful thinking? Am I not giving Harbaugh enough credit? He's good. I, I mean, I like them. I think I think they're a good team, a good program. He's he's done what he was hired to do: two uh, two, two championships in a row, two playoff appearances in a row, conference championships. That I, I should state, and um, you know, he's gotten them back, but. I don't think he'd stop the Hypel offense. I don't know if they have the horses to. That's why I was surprised that Ohio State had so much trouble with him. I thought for sure Ohio State was going to blow them out this year. Well, boys, I got a bow out here. So I've got some family business to tend to. Bear, Marcus, you guys think you can keep this ship between the ditches for the next Thirty-eight minutes or so. Yeah, I'll put out an all call. It probably, you know, I just hope that everybody, if, if they call in, will behave themselves and not try and take liberties in your absence, <clears throat> Jamie. <clears throat> so, all right, uh, y'all be on your best behavior. I'll be at National Law Rex tomorrow with the piping hot Jets pizza to get the weekend kicked off. Keep it tuned right here. More Fan Run Radio coming up. Drive rages on. Down Russell. I just saw some breaking news from uh, Schefter. Oh, yeah? Yeah, apparently uh, Denver's made kind of a bizarre coaching hire. Well, I mean, they've already brought back a former head coach. How? What else could they have done? This is just kind of strange. It, um, let me pull it up here. NFL veteran quarterback Davis Webb, who spent last season, this past season, backing up Daniel Jones. Wow. He's being hired as a Broncos quarterback coach, (sighs) per sources. So, 28-year-old Webb now will be coaching the 34-year-old Russell Wilson in his first NFL coaching job. He, that's, wow. That's, you know, he was a part of uh, Texas Tech. Like I know he backed up Baker Mayfield back in the uh, I think that was during what Cliff's years when he was over in Texas Tech. He's been a bit of a journeyman. I mean, he's been mainly in the New York area. I know he played with the Bills and the Jet the Jets as well as the Giants. So, I mean, what I mean, I I guess I mean is that a situation where uh, Peyton is basically the de facto quarterback coach? Yeah. Is, is that it? And he's just 
bringing this kid along? Then, yeah. Like, does he have any connection to Sean Payton? Oh, unless you know, no, I don't think so. Because I'm pretty sure Sean Payton was. I think he was with the Giants at a certain point, but I think it was way before he was with. Before Webb would have been there. Because I'm pretty sure he was like an assistant for the Giants at one point. Yeah, I mean, Sean Payton, he's he's like a high boy. He controls everything about that offense. Yeah. I mean, this he's, is. He's not, he's not going to be scheming or anything. He's going to be hanging out with Russell. I mean, you think about uh, the Lions head coach, uh, Dan Campbell, was the tight ends coach, given a bigger role with the Saints at a certain point. He comes from Sean Payton's tree. You could argue that he, you know, he's one of those guys you could learn from and have an opportunity afterwards. Kind of like Andy Reid. Yeah, apparently uh, when he was with he was with the Bills for a while. Apparently uh, he's he's a film junkie. Um, everything I'm seeing online from from Bills fans is they think it's a great hire. Hey, so, good for, I mean, look, uh, it's just odd. He's kind of Peyton's kind of put together a, a strange staff from the outside looking in, and I guess we're going to find out if it was Peyton or Breeze. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we we've had this scenario happen before. You know, when you talk about like Belichick and Brady, Sean Peyton had moments where the Saints still looked good even without Breeze, but clearly it was not the same team. They didn't have a quarterback. Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll, we obviously see that Pete Carroll was the better of the two going on to the playoffs with Geno Smith, which I think no one expected. And Russell Wilson and the Broncos looking like they had no idea they were playing in the NFL. So it's going to be interesting to see, can Sean Payton turn Russell Wilson around? Because I, I think most people feel pretty confident in what he's capable of doing as a head coach. So we're going to find out pretty quickly if Russell Wilson's a problem or if he's fixable under the right coach. Because Hackett clearly wasn't the guy. Right. He was terrible. Decision-making was off. Sean Payton is going to give you better decision-making. The question is... If he well, pairs up with Russell, will will it work? Well, yeah. I mean, he's 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 not Russell Wilson's not gonna whatever whatever uh, went on last year, whatever you know, whatever that was. Uh, I, that I don't thing, the thing with your brother. Yeah, what whatever happened there uh, last season? Whatever happened there? I don't think because uh, he's already he's already basically came out and said that. that's not going to happen this year. I mean, Sean Payton's gonna he's gonna run his. It's his team. He's going to be running it. Um. So I mean, it, it's going to be a fun season. I, I can't wait for football, and it just ended. I know it's, Marty Jones in for it. It's exciting. I mean, I, I'm ready to find out how the draft goes. Like honestly, like you know, I always pay attention to the draft anyway because I find it interesting to watch. But to know that we have a lot of guys who from this last team that just really made things exciting. I'm excited to see where I think we're gonna have the most volunteers drafted in one draft for the first like in a long time, because oftentimes we get maybe one or two guys. I think you've got a strong handful of guys that are gonna be draft. You got Young, Hooker, Hyatt, Wright. Um, who is our which one's the guard that's going in there too? 
I'm trying to remember which guard left. Is it Carvin? Carvin, yeah. So, I mean, you've got those guys right there. Like, there's no reason why those guys shouldn't be in the in the first three rounds. And that's just exciting to see. It's going to bring more eyes to the Tennessee program, which is important for young kids who know that, hey, I come play for this guy in this offense, I'm getting drafted. It doesn't matter if I'm hurt. Bucky Brooks is a great uh, scout analysis, says that despite his injury, Hooker is still no uh, worse than the third best quarterback in this class. So Yeah, I'm really interested to see where Hinton lands. I'd would l- love to see him in in New Orleans. Honestly, I think I want to see him in Seattle. I mean, Seattle would be good too. He he's a guy that can start. People have I've read some articles talking about him. There are people who thinks he think that he can be a true starter in the NFL. I'd love for him to go somewhere where he has a chance to not only fully heal but to learn from the right kind of coaching staff. And right there, Sean Payton or not Sean Payton, Pete Carroll would be a perfect coach to to learn from. Whether Geno works out or not, Hendon Hooker could really do well with Pete Carroll. Well, yeah, I mean, going up there, you go in, Geno obviously is a starter. Yeah. We'll see what that is long-term. It'd be a great spot to learn. Um, a bunch of other Tennessee guys have played up there and played for Carroll. Who's up there now, Darrell Taylor? Yeah, you got Taylor up there. I'm trying to think, I feel like there's another guy that's that's a Vol that's up there too, but yeah, I, it's just for for him and it, it's and he's actually, I feel like in a better position like long term, because I you know, I feel like if you get taken at the at the very top of the first round, you're a quarterback. It's kind of like getting taken hostage in in some respects because great, yeah. I mean, you're going on to a bad team like Bryce Young. You know, I I mean, we'll we'll see how. Uh, God, what is uh, is it D'Amico Ryan's that took over the Texans? Yep. I mean, I can't remember who he brought in to be his OC, but, I mean, you know, all these guys that are going to these – anybody that's getting picked in that top five as a quarterback, because you know, they're going to expect you to start right away. Like, wherever Henning goes coming off his knee injury, nobody's going to be expecting him to start. And that's going to give him a year to get acclimated to the speed, um, the intensity, everything that goes – and it's just a different, completely different world from college football. And give him a chance to get acclimated, get his feet underneath him, and hopefully be successful. Because I don't know, I may be a sheep. This may be through orange colored glasses, but I think Hooker could, if he gets in the right spot and he develops, he stays healthy. He could be a really good. He could be a quarterback. I'll He'd go, be an NFL guy. I'll uh, I'll answer your question for Houston. Bobby Slowick is their new OC. Never been an offensive coordinator. He's been a part of the offensive passing game coordinator and specialist roles for San Fran. So they're looking for a similar offense to that, I'm assuming, but I wouldn't be excited by that. D'Amico Ryan excites me as a head coach. If I was a quarterback, I'd be excited to play for him. But the team itself... yeah, I don't I don't know enough about them. I don't know enough about their offensive line. I mean, that that obviously plays a big role into it too is is yep. can you protect him because um he is not physically imposing. I, you know, you don't want to get in a situation like he did with David Carr where he basically got, you know, beaten in a submission and was out of the league well before his time. Yeah. Like David Carr was a good quarterback coming into the league. Yeah, he was. And he had some moments with the Texans, and then those hits 
just started adding up. He started getting those crazy injuries. Like, I want to say he, he had he was one of those guys. He had like a ruptured spleen or something. I mean, he was getting the crap knocked out of him when he played for the Texans. It was bad. So, yeah, um, really and, interested to see where. Uh, and while we're on the, we kind of ventured in over to the draft in like Tennessee. Uh, it'd be really interesting to see where Darnell Wright ends up. And I call me crazy. I think some NFL teams are going to get him a steal with Cedric Tillman, bro. I think so, too. I, I think you put him in the right – like a Josh Palmer, put him in a scenario where he doesn't have to be the guy like he is with, with L.A. Chargers, where he's got two really good receivers with him. Well, like, that and he, he's going to be – I mean, Tillman's going to be a – he's a move-the-sticks receiver. Yeah. He's a high-volume, you know, go up, make tough catches, churn, you know, keep drives alive kind of guy. And he's he's great at going up for those fifty fifty balls. So I see him as a second rounder. I, I really do. I keep seeing uh, where does he Hyatt mock to? I think it was the Chiefs. Ooh, I, I just want to see Jalen. I saw the Chiefs, and I and I think maybe maybe the Bills. I think he could play that uh, Chino role. Could you imagine him like opposite Diggs? They already got a couple other good receivers like Isaiah McKenzie. They don't have anybody. Uh, Not uh, like Diggs. No, you're right. No, they don't have anybody. If they took Hyatt, they would have one of the fastest wide receiver duos. Agreed. And you're going to have to – I mean, they're still going to shade towards Diggs' side because he's Diggs, and he's one of the best. I mean, he's the number one, but you're taking your chances. I mean, if if Hyatt gets in there and works hard and, and is picking everything up, he he's not somebody that you can just leave somebody on an island with. I mean, because we we made Alabama look silly in the secondary, and most of those guys are going to play in the NFL. I mean, yeah. I mean, he can run past you. So, do you worry about him being in a snow heavy city like that, though? Like, I don't know what being from South Carolina and playing in the SEC. Well, just you have to wonder late in the season, you know, especially if you're a top team, you're going to get home field advantage. I, in I the don't playoffs. know, man. Those guys are outfitted so well now with all that space age stuff they wear. I, I don't, I don't think so. That's fair. You I know. could, I do see him playing a bit of that hill role for Kansas City. After you said that, yeah, I mean, the the, the big question for him is going to be the, you know, the 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 tough catches. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is Houston doing? Trying to correct me. Making me doubt myself over here. Oh, what do you say? He says it's Daniel Carr, not David Carr. And he's wrong. How dare he do this to you? Yeah. Completely lost my train of thought. That's why you shouldn't look at your phone, your text. Anyhow, uh it, it should be interesting. Who 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 are we missing? We missing any Oh, uh Young. Yeah, Young on the defensive side. I, I see him as a late first, early second. And he's he's definitely probably the most NFL ready to, you know, start like yeah. now. And, Absolutely. And, you know, he, speed he, rush. He reminds me so much of what, like, Darnell Taylor was for us. Uh, or, uh, or Darrell Taylor, excuse me. Got Darnell right in the mind. I think – I think Byron Young absolutely could be that type of outside linebacker, you know, kind of switch between the four three three four kind of thing. I, you know, this might sound crazy because I don't know if they would go for it because I know they got a couple early first rounders, but 
I could see him fitting into that defense over in Detroit, having that guy Aiden Hutchinson on the other side. Yeah, I need a little bit of, of crow with him. I really didn't think he was going to be as good as he was, but oh, he, Hutch. Yeah, he 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 proved me wrong. We'll we'll see if he can do it. One year doesn't a career make, Marcus. That so. is true. We're going to go to break now. Be right back uh, after these messages with the. What? I stumbled there with the shocking conclusion of the drive. Coming up next on Fan Run Radio. Welcome back in. Winding down. Lazy Thursday afternoon. Unseasonably warm. Usual, but I'll take it. I don't, I don't like sweating in February, dude. I mean, I'd yeah. be fine. I, 70s matter limits this time of year. Mm. We don't get it that long. You don't get it that much. No, no reason to be 83 today. And what all that's about. I don't need to turn. I don't want to turn the air conditioner on in my house. Yeah. I like having my windows open. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you don't think it's because of Oak Ridge, do you? No. What the hell are you talking Oak Ridge? We. we that's not why it's 83 when degrees you, here. Now, you, if, if we may not know for 40 years that we've all been irradiated in the past 24 hours. Just saying, you got some uranium going on. There's no way fire. I would live in Oak Ridge. I'd, I'd, be too, I'd be scared to death to live out there. I lived on the edge of it for a little while. I Literally, like, that close to the state, like, super close to the state or the county line between uh, Oak Ridge and... Oh, I can't think of the other place. No worth than thinking, but I couldn't get Oliver a, Springs. Yeah, couldn't get a couldn't get an Oak Ridge Library card because I, I was just outside of the line, which I found to be very ridiculous. If I want to read books, let me read books. Well, here's the thing. Back when, uh, oh God, when was this? This was like almost 25 years ago. Um, I was a recording engineer, mm. but it was at a, at a commercial studio here in town, and we recorded. Um, a lot of like safety training, like yeah. audio for safety training programs. And we did a lot for like Oak Ridge, and like and during the war, they really they were in a rush. It was a war. We were trying to win it, and I don't I don't know that they always disposed of everything properly out there. That's why I would never want I'd never want you know be drinking the water out there. That's all I'm saying. It's a fair point. They don't do a whole lot of cancer cluster studies out there in Oak Ridge. Yeah. A lot of people in Oak Ridge, I know, you know. I'm just saying, I, you're a lot more likely to get cancer, it just seems to me personally, anecdotally, from what I know, if you live in, the, if you live in Oak Ridge. All yeah. your life, so. But anyhow, but winding down here, so we got... It's Thursday. I can't believe this week's gone by fast. Oh, I know. Who do we have rolling in here this weekend in baseball, Marcus? Baseball, um, I think that is Dayton, the Flyers. The Dayton Flyers coming in here for a, what's it, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, three-game set? I believe so. Let me pull that up real quick, though. Um, hopefully, uh, keep, my keep your fingers crossed, maybe Maui. Will we see Maui this weekend? I hope so. Uh, yes, you are correct. We have Friday, Saturday, Sunday with Dayton. Uh, all three will be on the SEC Network Plus. Nice. You got a 4.30 on Friday, 2 o'clock on Saturday, 
at Ooh. one o'clock on Sunday. So, so we'll be we'll be kind of keeping track of that game tomorrow on the show when Russ yep. is out at National RX. Uh, Saturday night, the dreaded South Carolina Gamecocks are coming in here for a visit. I kind of feel like once wasn't enough this year after what they did to us during football season. I want a mashing. I want to punish them, take out all our uh, anger and frustrations as a basketball program on them Saturday, humiliate them, and uh, you know, tell whoever their coach is, I don't even know the guy's name, tell him to send Shane Beamer uh, Tennessee Vols regards. And then as soon as that game ends, voluntary reaction, I'll be on with uh, Davey Hudson, North City Bulldog, now of Outkick, and as always, Russell Smith. Hopefully we'll be – Tapping and drinking from the keg of glory Saturday night. We need to. So we need to. Uh, we're going to go back to the Big Orange Philly phone lines now where we have Roger. Roger, how are you, sir? Uh, I, I, I'm doing fine, Bear. How about you? How about you all? Doing pretty good, buddy. Well, good. Good. I just wanted to, I just wanted to talk to you. Talk to you, Marcus. Uh, that's why I asked you about the, uh, about the team, the team. That's why I asked you, uh, Bear. I know that. I know, I know some people come down on right now. I just want to ask you: Is uh, uh, I just want I, I know that Barnes said that the team like because hit the, and I, I know they play better or not better, but they got to find a way to finish. I just want to ask you, Barry, what do you do if you him? What, what do you do get the team get the team to play, uh, get the team because hit that you think can hit that? I mean, that's think, Bear. Uh, that, that's the whole thing, and it's part of what's so maddening about this team, Roger, is that, and I think it's one of the things that's uh, that Coach Barnes and I'm sure the staff are incredibly frustrated with. I mean, the guys are getting great looks on offense. The shots just are not falling. And then the other really big glaring problem is that when Zakai when Zakai plays well, we win, Raj. When Zakai doesn't play well, we lose. And I think that's a byproduct of not having a, a true backup point guard. Somebody can come in with you know on a night when either Zakai's in foul trouble or his, his shot just didn't there. And we don't have that this year. Um, some of the other things we've talked about on the show, Roger, uh, the, the inconsistency on, on offense, the inability to attack the rim, um, it, it just kind of seems to – our offense kind of seems to bog down at times. Yeah, I hear you. Um, do you think the reason why we're getting uh, – you think we get tired maybe because of playing defense teams? Yeah, I mean that's yeah, I mean yeah, right. That's a great point, and it again something that we've all wondered about and we've talked about, and you know how much do they have left, how much gas they have left in the tank. You know that, that's the other. I mean, it's there's so many different things, and it, it's why I wonder why uh, BJ didn't get more minutes earlier in the year. And hopefully he could have been ready and, and gotten some of the freshman mistakes out of the way so we could be getting something out of him now. Um, but, yeah, you raise a good point. Yeah, Barry, I'm, 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 I'm still holding on. I'm, I'm going to give him a chance to – Oh, heck, I'm yeah. To, I'm, I'd like to go on a run here. I think I'm holding on and they can still do that. Still have a chance because each of the – Never doubted you for a please. second, Roger. There's a reason that we yeah. call you the shepherd. Yeah, you you lead all the big orange sheep, but I'm with you on this one. I'm I'm not, 
yeah. I'm not out on these guys. I'm going to enjoy every game, Raj. Yeah. I'm going to cheer them on yeah. and uh, enjoy yeah. every minute. You know, we don't have many games probably with Vescovy and Triple yeah. J and some of these guys left. I really want Triple J to get back, and I, I just want to enjoy uh, the seniors' last games. Um, oh, yeah. Because oh. you never get to see them oh. again in Tennessee uniforms, Raj, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm, I didn't know, uh, who's all senior this year, Bear? Well, it gets complicated, Rog, because some of these guys can come back. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, Vescovy, he could come back, correct, Marcus? I think so. Let me double check. Um, I think Triple J's gone. I think his eligibility's up. Uh, we could conceivably leave Camwa, Plosvich. I think that's it. So, but it, next year's team's definitely going to look uh, quite a bit different. Yeah, huh? So, well, I hope I would see you. I would see you. Hope they can. Hope the hope all the senior pits on the senior this year. Hope they can. Hope, hope they can. Hope they can go fall in. Hope they can end and go fall. Hope yeah, they can pull, yeah, pull, 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 absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You you want them to go out on? I want all these guys to. You always want to end the season on a on a high note. There's only going to be one team. There's only one college basketball team that goes home happy at the end of the year, and that's whoever wins the big dance. But um, I think we still got a lot of basketball in front of us, and and I hope that they can, you know, put it all together and make a run in you know in the season on a high note. I, I, I think that's what you have to hope for. Oh yeah, you're right, very right. I'm just saying, well, with you, I hope you. And surprise, how they can surprise everybody. Some people saying, "Yeah, uh, I've heard some people kind of, kind of uh, looking for this year already." So hopefully, not. Hopefully, they can. Uh, it's all. P- it's hopefully people like Phil, right. isn't it, Raj? You think Phil's uh, negative? He's yeah. kind of negative, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, but it's okay. Everybody, some people, uh, some people that way. You know, it's okay. You know, I'm saying some people that way. You know, yeah. You can't change it. Can't change it, You know it. No, nope. you know, everybody. So. All right, so, Raj. Well, you have a good evening, my man. You too. Have a see you, man. Say bye. See you. See you, Roger. That's what we need. End end with the positivity of Roger. That's why we always. That's why we. He's he goes on last. He's a headliner. He get everybody puts things into perspective. Mm-hmm. Very wise. Oh, Very yeah. wise. For as young as he is, he's an all right guy. He did steal my my biscuit. Never gonna forget. He stole my breakfast. Never gonna forget it. He's brought give, some, give him a ride somewhere. He's brought some really good, uh, like one-liners that are important. Oh, at, at my expense. Well, not. I just mean in general. Oh. I mean like the uh, you know attack, attack, attack. I mean that's Raj. He's well, that's he's that's actually, right. That's that's Raj doing Johnny Majors. Attack, attack, attack. Oh, is that what he was doing? Just <laughs> I thought he came up with that on his own. No. <laughs> No, that's an old Johnny Majors thing, but he's funny as hell when he does it. So, I, yeah, yeah, Roger's a good dude. It's my boy, my buddy, your companion. I don't go that far, well, but mean, hey, no, he's he's a, he's a buddy of mine. So, I, I give him twenty kinds of heck. Oh, I know. Yeah, I mean, you flushed him before. Still can't believe that. I think I may be the only person in town that's flushed Raj. Maybe Tony. Well. I don't, he said something about Catholic. Yeah, you know he did. He, he had to. Do hey, he Rogers really. He he's really really slick in how he does it. He's really slick, and then he'll slip a barb in there. 
Yeah, because you're never ready for it with Roger. No, and then it's just like, wait a minute. Did he say what I think he just said? He just, uh-huh. Yeah, Chance Collins picked up on that early on with Raj. <laughs> He's like, you going to let him just bust you like that? And I was like, what? And he goes, then he, he goes, go back and listen later. And I went back and listened, sure enough. Gotcha. Oh. Gotcha when you least expected it. Yeah, it got me good. Got me so good I didn't even know he'd gotten me, which made it even that much worse when one of your buddies gets you like that. So, Love, Raj. I love all of you guys uh, that joined in today and listen every day. So, And we'll be back tomorrow. Go out and see uh, Russell out at National Rx. He'll be out there with some delicious Jets pizza. Get in there, and uh, if you have the need, talk to uh, the fine folks out there about Sidenafil. And uh, just a lot of other stuff out there at National Arts. Good stuff. Um, for Marcus and Benny Slots and Russell, you've been listening to The Drive on Fan Run Radio.